Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show for those who can never know enough about history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're talking about a whimsical milestone in communications history, the day when singing telegrams took center stage. The day was July 28, 1933. A Western Union operator named Lucille Lips delivered the company's first singing telegram. The musical message was delivered by phone to American crooner-turned-bandleader Rudy Valley on the occasion of his 32nd birthday. The song that was sung to him was, of course, Happy Birthday. In the months and years that followed, customers could choose from a selection of well-known tunes and even supply their own lyrical changes to better suit the occasion they were marking. From birthdays and anniversaries to baby announcements and job promotions, the singing telegram was a charmingly silly way to celebrate them all. Although Western Union would later become synonymous with the singing service, it's believed the concept originated with its chief rival, the Postal Telegraph Cable Company. One of Postal's messengers delivered what it claimed was the world's first singing telegram on February 10th, 1933, five months before Western Union. The idea was clearly good enough to copy, but it wasn't good enough to keep Postal afloat. Within 10 years, the company was on the verge of bankruptcy 
and had no choice but to merge with the much larger Western Union. It's worth noting that Western Union doesn't officially acknowledge the singing telegram delivered by its competition. According to the company, the idea of setting telegrams to song came from its own public relations director, George P. Oslin. As the story goes, on July 28th, Oslin was reading the morning paper in his New York City office when he noticed the accompanying illustration for one of the articles. It showed a distraught elderly woman fainting on her doorstep at the sight of a Western Union messenger. The caption read, quote, The U.S. government regrets to inform you. The comic played into the public perception of telegrams at the time. In the midst of the Great Depression, few people could afford to send the costly little messages, and those that could were careful to do so only when truly necessary. After all, as the newspaper drawing implied, most people only sent telegrams to deliver bad news. The realization hit Oslin like a ton of bricks. He had a product that wasn't fun to send or to receive. With that in mind, he began looking through the messages that had come in for delivery that morning. Among the various notices of death and other grim tidings, he came across a message from a fan of Rudy Valley, wishing the singer a happy birthday. This light-hearted note gave Oslin an idea of how to get the public to associate telegrams with fun and frivolity, rather than disappointment and tragic news. He asked around the office for an operator who was, as he put it, a dead game sport. Or in other words, someone who was willing to sing happy birthday to a famous singer over the phone. The search led him to Lucille Lips, an aptly named operator who was able to track down Valley's phone number and get the star on the line. After explaining that the message was from one of his fans, Lips launched into a lively rendition of Happy Birthday. According to Oslin, the performance was met by confused silence and then a curt thank you before the line went dead. Of course, the whole exercise would have been pointless if the public didn't hear about it. So to make sure they did, Oslin leaked the story to the press, and soon after, requests came pouring in for a singing telegrams just like the one delivered to Rudy Valley. Decades later, the former teen idol referred to the incident as, quote, a phony stunt by the publicity people at Western Union. That's one way to look at it, but the company prefers to think of it as the birth of the singing telegram. However, Valley wasn't alone in his criticism of the new medium. Western Union executives weren't sold on it either. They worried the consumers wouldn't take the company seriously if their messengers started bursting into song on people's doorsteps. Nonetheless, singing telegrams were offered on a trial basis due to the public's enthusiastic response to the idea. Sales were strong, particularly around holidays and especially around Valentine's Day. At first, customers could choose whether they wanted their song delivered by a phone operator or sung in person by a uniformed messenger. Most customers chose the latter option as relatively few people owned telephones in the early 1930s, though of course they soon would. Western Union suspended the service altogether during World War II, but when it resumed in 1950, all the singing was done over the phone. By then, the singing telegram was no longer the novelty it once was. The service's popularity steadily declined over the next two decades, and by 1970, less than two-tenths of one percent of all telegrams were singing messages. 
That poor showing looks even worse when you consider that regular telegram usage had also fallen sharply, thanks to the rise of the telephone. In 1942, at the telegram's peak, Americans sent roughly 245 million of them. By 1970, that number had fallen to 40 million, and when a strike was called the following year, it plunged to just 14 million. With singing telegrams accounting for such a minor slice of that business, it was only a matter of time until the service was axed for good. In 1972, Western Union spokesman Kenneth Mao heralded the imminent demise, saying, quote, The singing telegram is no longer a service that people are asking for, and we're having a lot of trouble getting operators to do the singing. The company began phasing out the service state by state that same year, and in 1974, it was dropped completely. From then on, Western Union shifted its focus from communication services to financial services, such as money wiring. But a funny thing happened when the company gave up on singing telegrams. Other companies stepped in to fill the void. In the late 1970s, thousands of small businesses resurrected the idea and turned it into a multi-million dollar industry. They offered traditional singing telegrams delivered by employees in sharp uniforms or costumes, but there was also a host of other options that Western Union never thought of. Balloongrams, cookiegrams, kissograms, and even strippergrams. The success of these services lured Western Union back into the game, and in 1980, the company began offering singing telegrams once again though still only over the phone and with a much smaller selection of songs to choose from. This unexpected revival never fully recaptured the service's former glory, but it continued to be offered with limited availability until 2006, when Western Union finally stopped delivering telegrams of any kind. The singing telegram may be gone, but the idea of it lives on. Some companies still offer live singing messengers, and digital services like Cameo, as well as social media platforms, make it easier than ever to send a musical greeting to someone you know. That's not the same as having a singer in a spiffy uniform serenade you on your doorstep, but as fans of the movie Clue can tell you, not everyone was a fan of that in the first place. I singing telegram I'm Gabe Luzier and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday you can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram at TDIHC show you can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can write to me directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.